John, chapter 16, uh, verse 33, the Word of God says this. It says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we uh, thank you for allowing us to come together here this morning. I, I thank you, Lord, Father, for your spirit that's already here. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you would help us to obey you in all things. Lord, Father, just uh, uh, give us, Lord, Father, the, the words that we need. Uh, give our church the uh, uh, spirit and the strength and the unction that it needs to serve you, Lord. And we uh, pray that you continue to work through us, Lord, that we can, uh, uh, being a light on a hillside, Lord, that's drawing a lost and dying world to you. We, we thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary to wash these sins, Lord, Father, away. And we uh, thank you for your holiness. We thank you for your perfectionness, Lord. We uh, thank you, Lord, for all that you do within our church that you've promised us if it was said in your name, Lord, nothing can overthrow it. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. amen. We want to take some time. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll probably be all over the place, but uh, uh, Lord, being our helper this morning, we'll be able to preach uh, what we need to preach. Uh, in John chapter 16, verse 33, uh, uh, is a very very common piece of scripture. Uh, I, I don't know if I've ever really preached it ex exactly, but uh, uh, we want to take some time and look at that and look at some things uh, about God and what He promises us to do. In uh, verse 33 of chapter 16, it says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. Now, if you back up and you read chapter 16, and you know, I say that a lot when I'm behind a pulpit. I say if you back up and you read, and the reason I do that is you really want to understand, uh, you know, I can take any verse out of context context and, and twist it around and make it uh, sound really good. And I hope that I never do that behind a pulpit. I, I hope that our teachers never uh, pull a verse out of Scripture completely out of context. We, we want to look at it and where it's being used. And in this particular verse, uh, chapter 16 of John, uh, uh, Jesus is dealing with instructing the disciples upon His exit, upon His death. Uh, uh, Jesus is talking about being beaten, being ridiculed, uh, uh, being hung on a cross, uh, uh, they're sort of having a good time. Uh, and He's saying these things that He's spoken unto them to try to build them up, uh, to try to get them ready for the sufferings, uh, uh, for the affliction that is going to come their way. And He says, He starts it off in verse 30, the, this particular verse, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye will have tribulation. Understand that. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate, church. You will have tribulation. You will have problems. You will have suffering. You will have things that aren't fun to go through. You will have hurts. You will have things that at the end of the week you say, why? And that's what we want to focus a little bit on this morning is, is every one of us from time to time we ask God, we truly do, you won't say that you don't, you ask God, why? Why do I have to go through these things? Why uh, do I have to see these things? Why do I have to, uh, uh, so to speak, go through the church uh, <coughs> with the problems? Uh, why do you have to go through your family with problems? Uh, uh, why do I have to go home and everything just doesn't work out every day that I want to? Every Christian, I guarantee it, at some point in your life, you've asked why. And if you're not a Christian, guess what? You probably asked why too. Uh, there's nobody that's going to be exempt from suffering. Uh, I don't care how much money you have, uh, how good your health is, uh, how much money you make at your job. Uh, at some point, you're going to ask why. And I'm glad that we've got a lot of answers to why in the Word of God. It says that you will have uh, uh, these tribulations, <coughs> but I'm glad at the end of that, it says, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Uh, you're going to go through hard times. You're 
going to uh, suffer things. You're going to have hard times through life. Uh, now in the book of 1 Corinthians, uh, it has a piece of scripture that really stuck out to me in my studies as I was looking this week and <coughs> looking last night on when I wanted to maybe say this or whatever. I, I thought it was important to go first. It needs to be uh, close to the front. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12, it says this. It says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also as I am known. That's hard to understand. I, I really had to do some studies on what exactly that's trying to say. What it's trying to say to us in that scripture is it's saying that we're looking through a glass that is uh, messed up, that's got some fog on it, uh, that's hard to see through, uh, it's got some dirt on it, it's got some fog, whatever, uh, but in the end, uh, eventually, uh, you're going to be able to understand what's on the other side of that glass. You're going to be able to understand eventually uh, through your life. Right now, you don't know. Uh, I, I read a, a thing this week. It was talking about a if the, the Miss Universe or the Miss uh, America uh, pageant, if they walked on the stage, now we know uh, that most of those women, they're, they're beautiful women, they walk across the stage. Uh, and if you filled that room with smoke and the women walked out, guess what? Uh, you would still know that there was beautiful women walking on that, old, uh, that stage or walking across there doing certain things. Now, if you took the smoke and you lowered it and got rid of it, guess what? You would see the beauty that was up on the stage. It's the same way with our lives. Uh, our lives sometimes is covered with the smoke. Uh, our lives sometimes is hard to see exactly what God wants us to do. In my life, I've had hard times trying to figure out why I have to go through the things that I go through. Uh, why do I have to struggle with this? Uh, why do I have to go through that? Uh, why do I have sleepless nights? Uh, why do I have to stay up late? Uh, why am I sleepy at my job? Uh, why do I feel the certain ways that I do? And I'm glad that the scripture shows us uh, that I may not be able to see it. You may not be able to see what you're struggling with. It's a darkly lit glass. You just can't see it. You're trying. I can keep on looking at that glass. And I still won't be able to see everything going on on the other side of it. You ever had that old problem where the, where the glass condensates, but it's on the other side of the glass? <laughs> when you try to wipe it off, and that boy, it frustrates me. It's fogged up real bad. I do it, in the, I do it every now and then in certain places. You may be looking through a window, and you start to wipe it, and you, and you look, and it's still... It's still fogged up. You thought that you were going to take care of the problem. Hey, in our lives, we think uh, that we can take that old glass and we can clean it off. Uh, uh, but the bad thing is, is there's dirt on each side. Uh, uh, there's things covering up that you can't see in life. Uh, you will not be able to understand until later. But I'm glad if you're going through suffering. The Bible shows us some things about suffering that you need to know. And I needed to know this week. Suffering shows us in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. There in the creation in the garden, God has created uh, pretty much everything. It says in verse 31 that God saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. You know what that shows me in Scripture? That God doesn't create tragedies. God doesn't create suffering. He doesn't. 
That's not part of what God has made. Now what God has made is He's made a man and He's made a woman that had pure choice in their lives. Now understand this, God hasn't made suffering. God hasn't made tragedy. God has given us the choice, each and every one of us, to love Him or to turn away from Him. You know, when we was having, uh, when we were decided to have Jack and we, we, we were planning a family, you know, I, I, I thought about it. I, I had, a, uh, you know, when he gets 16 years old, he's liable to hate me. When he gets 18 years old, he's liable to cuss me out and storm out the door. He's liable to squeal tires. I was telling my wife the other day, one of these days we're going to have to maybe face a, a son or a daughter that at one point hates us, despises us, doesn't like anything that we do. But you know what I decided to do anyway, Brother Tony? I decided to have children anyway. You know, that's exactly how God does it. I decided to go ahead and have children and to love them beyond anything that they could be loved, give them as much as I could give them. And trust me, he's five years old. He doesn't understand the things that I have to go through uh, to provide for him. And all stuff, he's kind of grinning. No, hey, children today, hey, you little kids, guess what? Y'all don't realize what mama and daddy has to go through or, uh, or mama or just daddy or, or whatever, granddaddy, grandmama. They have to go through to provide for you. We don't realize a lot of times what all God's doing uh, to provide for us. We stand back at the end of the day and I, I, I've done it from time to time. My goodness at what God's blessed me with this week. And God saw everything that He made and it was good. He hasn't created evil. He didn't make you decide to go against Him. But He made you in love. He made you because He knew one of these days he'd have to flood this whole earth and kill everybody but just a family. He knew that one of these days he'd have to send his son. When that old tree, boy, I, I, there's a song about it. I don't know all the words. But there's a song about that old tree that started to grow that had to be cut down one day to, to crucify Jesus on. That tree had a purpose. God put a purpose in that tree's life. No, I think the trees live and understand everything going on. No, but God planted that tree. Knew it was going to come up. He knew his son was going to have to die on it. Today, right now, you need to know that God has not created the problems in your life. Know that 100%. God didn't create them. If there's problems in your life, it's probably from you or somebody close to you. There is problems in your life because we create them ourselves. I know it. I've tried to question God before on issues in my life and a lot of times the conversation turns into, well, I guess I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't. I, I know, Lord, that I shouldn't have had that in my life. Now, I'm not trying to say that everything bad in your life is directly from something bad that you've done. Don't have a, don't have a party right now saying that you are completely wrong and all your suffering stems solely from you because it doesn't. We suffer. And God did not create it. Another thing that we see about suffering is in the book of Romans Chapter 8, verse 28, and I'm sorry I'm getting all congested and it's starting to come on down. I'll get through this maybe. Chapter 8, verse 28 of Romans, it says, And we know that all things work together for good uh, to them that love God. To them that are, are the called according to His purpose. Praise the Lord. What does that start off with? It says, We know that all things work together for good that love God. So another thing that we can learn about suffering is what? A suffering ends up being good. God can use your suffering in your life for good. Did y'all realize that? He has used suffering more in my life 
for good than he has uh, most things that I want to admit. I have to go through suffering. I have to go through hardships. At the end of the day, end of the week, the year, two years from now, I realize how much God's blessed me with to give me and show me that that suffering was to make me a better person. I guarantee you, hey, you know, I, I ain't ever asked my wife this in a while, and I'm not putting her on the spot. She ain't got to a- answer this. But when I was 15 years old and my wife first started dating me, can y'all believe that? She's stupid. She's, she stuck with me that long. At 15 years old, I am not the same boy that I was when she met me. I have changed. I'm not the same man that she married. Seven years ago. I'm not. I I have changed. Uh, She's not the same woman that I I first met when I was 15. Uh, She's changed. Uh, Most of you today can realize and look around that everybody has changed, so to speak. Uh, Even the Word of God shows us that all things work together. But remember that cloudy glass that we spoke of in 1 Corinthians? That cloudy glass that we're looking through? We don't know. We don't know what we're going to have to face. We don't know at that pinpoint exact moment why we have to fight disease, why we have to fight relationship problems, why we have to fight all these crippling things at work, and why we have to fight our family that hates us, and why we have to go through all these things. It's going to work out to good. Now, it does not say in the Word of God that we will see them work out to good. Did y'all realize that? In that Scripture, it does not say that you will see them work out to good. It just says we all know that all things work together for good to them that love God. It may work out to good once you're dead and gone. I don't know. But they are going to work out for good. Ain't that, mm, that just makes me feel good. That no matter what I have to face... It's you ought to put a smile on Christians' faces to know that no matter what you face, the hard times, the heartaches, the diseases, sicknesses, whatever, it's going to be okay. Ain't that good to know? There has been so much that goes on just within this church with diseases and heartaches, and we don't have to go outside the doors of the church to realize how good God is on working out the things, the blessings through heartache. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, there's another thing that suffering does. Verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but as long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That verse tells me multiple things, but the two things it really lays on my heart is that suffering will cease. Did did y'all get that from that verse? Suffering is going to be over one of these days. Suffering is going to be over whether if you're cured or if you're in glory land. If you're in a place called heaven. Hey, suffering is going to stop. You won't always have bad knees, bad back, bad heart, bad blood pressure. You may not be the the prettiest thing in the church, but I'm glad one of these days, guess what? You're going to get a whole new body. You're going to be in a place called glory land or the streets or gold where you have a mansion that is prepared for you and me. Suffering will cease one day. Ain't that good to know that? Your suffering is going to be over. Now, there's another part in that verse where it says, Long suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Well, you need to realize that the suffering is going to be over one day, praise the Lord. But the suffering is going to be over one day because He loves us. Did y'all get that? And the only reason we're having to suffer right now is because He loves everybody else. Did y'all get that? We have to stay on this old world. He hasn't come back because it's still appointed for people to be saved. He hasn't split the eastern sky 
Because He wants another soul to accept Jesus Christ. He wants somebody else to call upon the name of Jesus. He is long-suffering. He's waiting just like those old parents that have those children that rebel, hate their guts, turn against them. God has the same kind of children in this old world that turn against Him, that hate Him. He's formed them in the womb. He'd known them before they was even born. But when they were born, they grew up and they turned against Him. He's just waiting. He's long-suffering. He's just waiting and He loves us. Now to look at the last thing that suffering does. <coughs> we turn back to verse 33 in the book of John chapter 16. These things I have spoken unto you, that you might have peace in the world. You shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. What does God do? He doesn't create suffering. God doesn't create suffering. He, he uses suffering to accomplish good things. That's what God does. God uses those certain things. The suffering is going to stop. Praise the Lord. And what else does it show us in this verse? It shows that we, we, us, people right here in the church house today, we decide whether if we're going to what? If we're going to go to God or if we're going to get mad. That shows us right here in this verse, are you going to get mad or are you going to get God? And that's what happens in today's, in today's world, in today's people. You suffer, you go through heartache, you're going to have to choose two things to do. Either get mad, sulk, blame God, blame your family, blame everybody else, get mad at all your situational issues, or you can get God, because He will stop the suffering, He will give you peace, and He will bring you out of the suffering way better than you ever were before. I had, I had the book of Job marked up all over the place before I got here, and I just took them all out because I didn't feel like it was appropriate. But you see, Job, he had everything taken away from him, but in the end, he suffered, he suffered, he kept going, and what does it say there at the end? He pretty much had double almost everything that he had before. God blessed him because he went through blessings. He didn't not getting mad. He got God. He trusted in God. He knew that God would supply his every need. Today in the church house, whatever you're going through, you don't have to worry about it because God can bring you through it. What can God use? We preached it two Sunday mornings in a row. We preached God can use what's in your hand. We preached that God, what, you know, He can bless us through so many things, but God can use suffering. God can use it. God can bless you. I'm glad that God can bless us and hold on to us and give us what we stand in need of. Even when it says, once again, in the book of 1 Corinthians, that we look through that glass. For now I see through a glass darkly. We don't know. I have questioned God more times than I should. We even talked about it in our Sunday school lesson, about trusting in God. And so many times I'm trying to trust, but I'm trying to look ahead. How many of us try to do that? We're trusting in God, but we're trying to see where God's taking us. Lord, uh, I, I kind of need to know where, where this is going. Uh, Lord, I, I need to understand why I'm going through sufferings, why I'm, I'm going through heartaches, why I'm going through certain things in my life. But the, the glass is darkly. It's, it's hard to see. It's hard to understand and fathom. I guarantee if I asked you to raise your hand, I'm not going to, but if you raise your hand and say, who here has been through a hard time and just landed in a bed of roses when it was all over with? I guarantee most, if, you, if you're true to what you really believe, you know it's true. You say, well, I, I was supposed to die. I was supposed to go through this. Uh, we had hard times in this situation in my life. We had hard times through this. Uh, hey, the church suffered because of that. And every one of you can probably recall a time that suffering happened. 
I've suffered more than I want to. I, I, Sometimes, boy, the other night, we was, uh, I was in there cooking supper, and I, I decided to go all out. It was four or five things going on in the stove at one time. I was frying chicken. I had some black-eyed peas on the back. I had some macaroni cheese cooking over here. I had mashed potatoes over I was just running wide open. Okay, well, you know, that's what I was doing. I was cooking a bunch of stuff. I had all those things going on. Then Jack walks out his bedroom steps and says, Daddy, why is the floor wet? I turned around and said, I don't, I don't know. And I just walk over there real quick. Water's coming out of the laundry room, out of the washing machine. <laughs> I, Kim, get in here and take care of this. I, got, I get back over here cooking this food. And my goodness, the mess we had to clean. Well, Kim really cleaned it all up. I was in there trying to cook. We reverse rolls. It's all right. <laughs> I like to cook. But to understand that, that suffering. And, you know, I went in there and I looked at the washing machine and determined what it was. But I said, Why? Lord, I, I don't understand why you made my laundry room flood and come out in the kitchen. Lord, why uh, does my car vibrate at a certain speed? Why do I have to take care of this and take care of that? Why do I have to go through this? Uh, because He's going to bless me. Understand that today, church. God will use your bad times to bless you. You know what God did? I'm such a whiz at that washing machine. I tell you, I'm right now, Joe, I tell you, I'm a whiz. I don't even know what kind it is now, but whatever them washing machines are, and them dryers too. Any of y'all got problems, it's a blessing. You can call me. I can probably tell you what's wrong with it. I'll probably troubleshoot it in 10 minutes. Take it apart. I've taken that dryer apart twice. You know what I did with the washing machine? I left the whole front panel off the washing machine because it don't need it no way, just so I can work on it just in case something goes bad. Because it's a pain in the rear to get that panel off. I just left it off. Left everything clicked in place. Understand this church, I'm saying that because I had to go through sufferings, but I understand the blessings. I do. I understand that I have a blessing to have a washing machine that works. I see people sometimes that post, hey, our washing machines, we've got to go to Lowe's and buy a new one. Hey, I had a blessing to be able to halfway know how to fix that thing. The dryer tears up, I halfway know. If anything goes bad in the house, I won't say that I've learned it through hard knocks, but I've learned it through hardships that end up being blessings. We've had rough patches in, in, in pastorates and preaching. Even in my marriage, we've had rough patches. Everybody has. Every one of them makes us better because we understand how to back up. We have relationships. We have friends in the church. And sometimes those friendships, they ain't as strong as they used to be. They go through rocky places. But guess what? When you get to the end, they can be stronger because you knew what upset the other person. You knew what caused the issue. You knew how to go back. You knew what made them mad. Now, sometimes we wait too late. But we know what caused it. We go through hardships in the church, in our homes, in our works. In everything that we go through, we will suffer. Jesus is particularly talking about suffering for the gospel's sake. We will suffer, period. We're going to suffer. You're going to suffer for the gospel's sake. You're going to suffer because who? Because you serve the Lord. God made us decide if we're going to go to Him, if we're going to go to something else. How many of us today can truly say that when you suffer, when you go through hard times, that you've turned to God? A lot of us can't. I can say just immediately when the washing machine tears up, I turn to Google. And I start looking at videos. I start reading reviews. I start getting some kind of idea. When I want to buy a car sometimes, I'm quick to jump on some kind of car website that tells you about all these things. I'm not worried about how the money is going to come all times, but we do. We need to have God's input. We need to look for God. God should be the author and the finisher, not just of our faith, but of everything in our lives. Everything. 
If you can't truly say that today, today is the day you can change that. We can go to God and say, God, use my suffering. Use the bad times that I've had in my life. Use me, even though I'm weak, even though I'm going through hard times. God, use this situation. Can you do that this morning? As they get a verse of some song, ready? I don't care what you're going through in life. I don't care how you think that you've got there. I don't care your opinion of how it's going to come out. But I want you to know that God already knows how it's going to come out. God can already be there. God can already help you. God's already helping you try to see through that glass. And it may be hard to see through. You may not understand, but God's trying to help. He's trying to show you how you're going to get through it. You'll question things and you'll question things until you're red in the face, until you lose sleep, until you feel like you're furthest away from God than you've ever been in your life. But I want you to know that God can use your suffering. He can bless you. As we stand, what page you got? 107. Page 107 this morning.